You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 as always. is the phone number if you want to get it on the show with us this morning. Twitter or X. I say, keep saying Twitter, but it's X. Uh, at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for our show, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. You can listen to all the shows throughout the day. You can listen to the Alabama football game on Saturday at 11 o'clock against Kentucky Wildcats. Also, there's a chat box up in the top right-hand corner. If you want to send a message in, you can do that as well. You can also could catch us on 1230 AM WTBC. We got Noah Haynes behind the glass uh, spinning the records this morning. So... If you call, give, wish Noah a good morning. If it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstand the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. For project stands up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head down to that local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right. Uh, good morning, Dad. I appreciate you coming down last night. I know you got back late. I'm tired, so I know you're probably tired as well. Good morning. How are you this morning? Um, fine. I thought your, your basketball team played together very well, passed it really well, got a good team. Um, competition will be a little bit harder, but uh, certainly uh, you're off to a good start with that with that program and um, look forward to watching as much as I can. Um, so they're good. Last night, uh, Auburn had a nine point lead to have. I don't believe in blowing leads. I always, you know, sometimes you don't play quite as good and the other team starts playing better. And so I don't believe in that, that theory of blowing leads, but they did lose after, uh, after a lead at the half. Um, Bader spent the night at the foul line, uh, and, um, out, out, fouled them. I mean, out scored free throws. 14, 16, something like that. So they get beaten their first game there in, uh, uh, against Bayer. And um, they're one of the other surprises. I don't know this exhibition. It wasn't an exhibition. I think it was a regular county game. Presbyterian goes into Nashville and beats Vanderbilt, uh, which I didn't didn't realize. But uh, uh, Vanderbilt, I knew Vanderbilt was going to be down, but I wasn't sure. That well, that I did see. Uh, that's no excuse to lose Presbyterian. But they had, I think, three guys out. Uh, Okay. 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 All right. Um, We've already had the the, uh, mention of sort of what's going on uh, in college football. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, four. Then Washington and Oregon are ahead of uh, Texas and Alabama. Texas and Alabama are seven and eight. Ole Miss is nine because Alabama beat them. Penn State is ten. I'm not going to go all the way down the line, but uh, Alabama lays in there at the eight position. Uh, Texas needs to lose for Alabama to jump them. Oregon, uh, don't know what 
they're ahead of, as far as the one loss teams. They're the best one loss team according to the committee. Uh, today, we have uh, Tom Hart on. The reason I got him on was that uh, he did the Kentucky game uh, with Mississippi State. And uh, since we got Kentucky, I thought that'd be the best thing to do. So he'll be on today. Uh, Nate Oates will be on with us on Friday at uh, 730 text him today and finally got an answer there. Uh, Alabama has signed a kid named Cunningham Noss in AAS from uh, the Southern California Academy who's supposed to be an outstanding college forward. Uh, they beat a lot of people on him. A lot of good, got a lot of good teams on him. So they've had two, signed two, but they've gotten, according to prognosticators, two really good players. So we'll see what happens there. Um, that's really that's really about all. All right. Uh, yeah, the poll was the same, so Alabama does not move. Probably not a surprise. Uh, Texas stays ahead of Alabama, at number seven. They're number eight in the ranking. Uh, obviously, a big game this weekend, but there are some opportunities for some people above them to lose. Uh, Dad, your thoughts about Michigan uh, traveling to Penn State? I know Penn State did not look great against Ohio State, but this is. Uh, this game is at, uh, Pennsylvania. And eventually I think these distractions, uh, with what's going on with Michigan might catch up with them. Uh, the line on this game is four and a half. Uh, Alabama, uh, would need Penn State to win this. Do you see any chance Penn State, uh, can knock off the Wolverines this weekend? No. <laughs> I don't. No. I think, I think Michigan wins. Uh, I think there's been some document stuff sent to the whoever. About uh, some of the other teams that uh, shared information. I don't know how that. I don't know what the sharing information. The only thing I see about all of this is they sent human beings to see the game. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to send a human being to see the game. That's the. I've been trying to explain that to to a lot of people. It's you can you can do everything you can do, but um, they got some documentary about uh, some of the other four teams doing whatever. My personal opinion is going to stay like it was. They're not going to do anything with them as far as being in the final four. That's my opinion, and it could be wrong. I think if they if they, if they penalize them, they'll penalize them with either uh, Jim being penalized next year or something. But I don't think it'll affect the final four. So I think uh, I think I think I don't know that at Penn State every time out is good offensively. And uh, I just don't think they are. So I, w- I would pick Michigan win that game. Of course, you never know what happens. Yeah, there's a, two other games, and we'll get to those in a minute, yeah. but uh, that could affect this Final Four. These teams above Alabama could lose with Florida State taking on Miami and Washington taking on Utah. So some interesting games. All right, let's yes, get sir. To, get to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Hey, Joe. Uh, Wimp, did you see... Jackie, Cheryl, Saturday night? No, I didn't. Um, Mississippi State honored. You know, that was the only team at State that's made the SEC championship football game. Yeah. When he came out of the tunnel, I was surprised. He had one of those uh, long wrap walking canes. Yeah. I saw... saw, uh, I saw Jackie something not too long ago. Well, it has been a while ago, and he was, uh, you know, had some comments about my teams and so forth and so on about 
Alabama, or whatever. And that, and um, I appreciate it. He uh, he uh, he recruited a lot of players there. They uh, they laid down on him his last year. They didn't play hard. It's been a long time ago, but they didn't play quite as hard as I remember. I remember. Too. I remember. Yeah, they laid down on. Hey, did, did you see where the Godfather of the college football playoffs and the best SEC commissioner in history turned ninety four last week? Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I know who he's talking about. But tell me who. I forgot. Um. You, you know why I ask it that way, Barry? No. No. It's amazing. And it's amazing when you say that. How many people cannot tell you yeah. his name? Well, he did a good job. Who is it? I know him. Who is it? <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> names. I can't remember names. Oh, hey. Uh, you, you'll thank all that in a minute, Wimp. Okay. Barry, I you will, too. Hey, uh, Joe, we, you're not uh, going to tell us, Joe? Uh, Joe's I got to. I want to see if y'all could say it. Right. And y'all fall in that group with everybody else. It's yeah. amazing. Well, you, you, have to remember, you have to remember that time time wipes people out. I got a, I got a note uh, yesterday from Barry, a kid that Barry recruited for us in Little Rock, a kid named Moss. And, uh, yeah. and he sent me, a, he wanted to know about Annette, and I told Annette about it, and Annette said, God, I can't remember him. <laughs> and it, time just, t- time just runs. Was that left-handed kid of the Bahamas had that stuttering problem. Yeah. 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 And, what yeah. a player. So, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. What else we got? Hey, Wimp said it, Barry. He's already said it. Oh, Miss, he don't give him a chance at all. Oh, oh here's my no kind of chance. Roy, you talk about Roy Kramer? Oh, yeah, Roy Kramer. Oh, Miss. Oh, Miss. Is Roy Kramer still living? He's 94. He turned 94 last week. I, I, I knew he'd come he to me. Still living. I, I thought Roy Kramer, but I didn't think he was still living. That's bad. I got Roy Kramer buried, and he's living. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, uh, Mike Griffin talks to him a lot. Talks to him a lot, and he'll, he'll talk about his opinions he gives on stuff pretty much. You know when he feels like Roy wouldn't wouldn't mind him saying it. I don't. I don't. Anyway. Uh, I don't even think. I, I, but before I'm thinking about it, I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think uh, Ole Miss will beat the line. How about that? Oh, well. Here's my question for both of you. Let's see who gets the closest. That should be your blue play. Okay. No. Ole, Ole Miss scored ten on us at Tuscaloosa. They're playing Georgia and Athens. How many points does Ole Miss score, Wimp? Uh, probably, probably 14. Barry? The over-under, Joe, is uh, 56 and a half. They're okay. a 10 and a half point underdog. I'll say they'll get uh, <coughs> 24. 24 against Georgia's defense? Yeah. Barry got my well. Wimp, Missouri scored twenty one in the same. I know that. I understand. Week. But just what? Just say you could just call in Monday and say you know Wimp was kind of right again. Yeah. Well, and we can call in and say Joe was kind of right because Joe's <laughs> going to go with twenty seven. There you go. I really wanted to go with twenty four. Barry, they got I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care how smart you think Lane Kiffin is. They ain't going into Athens and beat Georgia. Great minds think alike, Joe. 
Well, well, no, but me and Barry didn't say they were going in there and winning. We simply okay. said twenty four and twenty seven, yeah. and yeah. you said fourteen. Well, you bra- you're bragging. On, you're spending the time to brag on them. I'm just saying, if Lane Kiffin had Georgia's money, Alabama's money, A and M's money, and LSU's money, he would be something to handle. Who would? Y'all know that Lane Kiffin. If, if Lane Kiffin had any of those four scoops. With all that money, look what he does at Ole Miss. You Give think uh, if uh, if Texas and them fired Jimbo Fisher, should they go get Lane Kiffin? Nope, I would in a heartbeat. You know whose luster is kind of whose uh, shines kind of off right now a little bit is Dion. His little shines off a little bit right now. Shines yeah, off. He's going to lose. He's going to lose eight or nine games. He's going to lose eight or nine. He's lost five. He ain't got but three more. Uh, well, he already lost five. Yeah. Hey, the bottom line's money. He's pumped millions and millions of dollars. No, no doubt. That's good. All right, Joe. Here's here's, here's the weekend. I think Alabama can make the jump. Uh, who's uh, gonna Who's gonna lose? Florida State and Miami, Utah, Washington. That would help. And then the last Georgia, Ole Miss, which we've already said no on that. Texas, TCU. USC, Oregon, one of those teams in front of Alabama is going down this weekend, if not two. Who is it going to be, Joe? Well, it's either going to be Oregon. No. And I, I really think I really think Washington will lose to Oregon State next week. Yeah. Not this week, but next week. I think they got it. And Florida State's so overranked, it ain't even funny. I agree. Because that... That win against LSU don't mean yeah. I, I agree with you. Over ranked, they've earned that ranking. All right, you're right, Joe. They're nine and zero. They are, Joe. Who would you drink to schedule? LSU has four losses. Clemson has four losses. Go you through can't their blame schedule. them for that. They went two Clemson and one. That never happens. Oh, Clemson just whooped up on Notre Dame. Dabo said by stop. Joe, congratulations. You're correct. Uh, Florida State's the worst team. Thank you, Wimp. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, Wimp. The biggest loss, you you commented about how you hate to lose games where you had to leave. Yeah. You want to guess which my game is with you? Oh, don't do that today. Why are you going to make him mad here the rest of the show? Do that I'm not going to make him mad. What what game? South Alabama. Yeah, you just made him mad. Who else could it be, Wimp, but South Alabama? Oh, no. It was a terrible game. We got to. Mobile, Mobile beat South Alabama on Monday night. Did you see that, Joe? I I, I wondered who was going to win that game. Mobile. I meant to check and say that. Maybe hey, my brother plays you, Mobile this week or sometimes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Who, who, who did you beat last night, Barry? Oak Mountain. Okay, I noticed your daddy kind of insinuated you. I had a cupcake. I said, no, no, I didn't say it was cupcake. 7A Oak Mountain. Yeah, I didn't say it was cupcake. I said, but they had the team. That's the first game I've seen. I don't know. Barry, what did he say right out of his mouth? He said, I know you're going to play tougher games down the road. I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that crap. Thank you, Joe. Hey, Barry. Yeah. Hey, let's have a program one day and just hold Wimp accountable for all this stuff. There you go. There you go. You hold me accountable, I'll be, I'll be dead. Let's do that, Joe, and then one day let's uh, to talk about people and see if he can get their names. See if he can get their names. <laughs> well, I don't have no clock big at all timers. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> all right, 
George. I, I hope when I'm 76, I can remember names. All right, let's go to the break. Uh, we got Philip Hall. We'll get to him when we get back. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. They're at the University Boulevard. Uh, Bridge Avenue in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. You can drop off today, pick up tomorrow, but more easier, they'll just come pick it up from you. So give them a call today, 205-391-0034. You're Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend East Side Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Wednesday morning. Traffic still moving pretty well. We are starting to see some congestion. Congestion on Rose Boulevard at McFarland, 43 southbound at McFarland, and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468 up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. A wildfire that spread rapidly in the Griffin Ridge community near Brooklyn yesterday has been contained inside a fire break, but it continues to be monitored closely this morning. The 125-acre blaze engulfed two structures, and the smoke briefly shut down nearby highways and caused nearby residents to evacuate. The cause of the blaze is under investigation. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm and dry day today, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 82. Tonight, fair with a low at 59. Tomorrow, clouds gradually increasing the chance of a few showers by tomorrow night. The high tomorrow at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the Free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it. If you want it to last, only one choice. That's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer. Closest to you. All right, the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. How, good. how you, Philip? Doing good. Um, out of all the games this weekend, you know, that all the fans around here are looking at, um, I think Utah at Washington is a is a good game to watch. Um, I don't think Texas will stumble against TCU. Uh, I'm a little different from Coach Sampson. I think um, I think Penn State and Michigan is going to be one to watch. It's at State College. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's one to watch. I just think Michigan wins. Yeah, it's, uh, the line's <laughs> four and a half. They think it's going to be a, the over-under is 45 and a half. So they're looking for some tough, stiff mm-hmm. defense there, uh, Phil. Yeah. I don't think Penn State's as good consistently offensively, but I, I, hey, I could be wrong. All well, wrong boy, don't time. you know those people hate Michigan? They're, they're going to run into a buzzsaw in the crowd. The crowd can make a difference. They will, they yes. will do it, uh, on Saturday, and that's 11 o'clock kick on Fox. Okay. And, and there's, there's got to be something. I, I look for something good to happen for USC eventually. The time's running out, but it would be a great, Weekend to start if they could upset Oregon up there, which will be very, very hard. Well, the only thing um, they've done is that they've changed defensive coordinators, had a fit about that. Sometimes when you do that, you help, but they ain't going to beat Oregon up there. Probably not. 
Late game, nine thirty. Boy, Fox has got some good games this weekend. Uh, they do. They have some good games. Yeah, good game. Uh, the thing also uh, that I'd like to mention about uh, um, Oregon, uh, well, Washington mostly. Washington, they uh, they play Washington State the following week, and then they wrap up the season away at Oregon State. Both teams are going to be trying to take Washington's head off. It's going to be the so long game because, you know, um, Washington State and Oregon State are the two remaining Pac-12 teams now. Well, actually, those yeah. Are going to, yeah, those are right. going to be very intense games. Yeah. After, after the Washington State game, when they get by that one, Oregon, State's good. Oregon, Oregon State can beat them. Oregon State's right. very they good. Gotta, they got to go there. They got to go there. Well, I understand, but they've just mm-hmm. got through playing Washington State, so they, they're beat up from that. And Washington State will yeah. give them trouble. So that, that right. might be a right. game there that might happen. Right. Ohio State has got a, a pretty good next two weeks. They've got Michigan State and they've got Minnesota. Minnesota would be the one team out of those two that could probably give them a good game. But I think, you know, Michigan, Michigan versus Ohio State, I think that's going to go Michigan's way. I'm not crazily impressed with Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they vote them number one. But. Well, they're going to try to put Ohio State in Georgia. If, if Georgia were to run the table, and I don't know if they will, so don't start calling in. Uh, they want to put. They'll want to put. They'll want to put them where they would play in the finals. They, I go, they're going to do everything they possibly can to get them Georgia, Georgia, and Michigan, and uh, Ohio State in the finals. I don't think Ohio State's that good either. Miami may play FSU better in Tallahassee, yeah, than they would in Miami. Uh, All right, yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you, thank so you, Phil. Got some good games out there, and well, all has got opportunities. They just got to be patient. That's right. There'll be some teams lose this weekend. Alabama just doesn't need to be one of them. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Oh, uh, sleepy. Sleepy. Uh, are you? Uh, well, Barry, who won? I, I had a phone call come in just as you were telling about your You didn't miss my opening? Yeah, we uh, we played Oak yes, Mountain. Yes, I did. <laughs> That, we played Oak Mountain last night. Uh, we won seventy-two to forty-eight. So wow, you put seventy-two on the board. Not bad for the first game. Yeah, we 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 shot the ball. Congratulations, well. first win at Northridge. Thank you, thank you very much. What you got? What you got this morning, Tom? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought oh, no. I said thank you. I said thank you very <laughs> much. I'm, I was giving you all the opportunity to brag a little bit. Nah, bad, I'll brag on my players. They play hard. We shot the ball good. If you shoot the ball good, that makes makes you look I'm, good. I'm, I'm hoping I get over to get to see you play. I really enjoyed uh, uh, your team at TA last year. I thought they played really good. Was one of my favorite high school basketball teams that I've seen in long, long time, and I enjoyed it. So I hope that brand is at Northridge, and I get to see them play this year. Yeah. Uh, I'd love for you to come. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try my best. I, I was hoping to get one of the uh, early season tournaments uh, that y'all were playing in. I don't think I can make it to uh, to uh, Florence, though, for, for those days. That'd be tough. Yeah. It, anyway, uh, have y'all seen the new promo on uh, 
uh, uh, that the basketball uh, group has put out for Alabama basketball. Say it again. It's called uh, the the promo on Instagram uh, for Alabama basketball. It's called Rising Tide. Have y'all seen that promo? I have not. It is absolutely the best done promo that we've ever had in basketball that I'd ever seen. Now, Coach, get this part right here. They've got a snippet of you, uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the video of you when we beat Kentucky at Kentucky. Remember that game? And uh, in the tournament. In the tournament. Yeah. And I believe that video of you was the one that was shot right after the clock ran out and we won that game. Yeah, that would either be that I hadn't seen it. Don't know anything about it. But I know one one time in the Florida game, the last game of the season, I thought I thought we, I, I went. I don't know what happened at the end of the game, but uh, I made it. Well, maybe, I, I, uh, I I could be wrong about where and where what video it is, but uh, I think that's the one. And uh, but it's really good uh, the way they've done it, and, and y'all be on the lookout for it because it's a fun. Uh, Fun video with Coach Oates and the players and uh, Coach Sanderson in it. I thought it was so well done. Hmm. Yeah, I'll look out for that. Uh, we're, we're getting him on Friday at seven thirty. I just I call off just text him last night and he's texting me back. So, well, uh, can I can I ask you a question that uh, if if you think it's appropriate to bring up with him when he comes on Friday? Mm, yeah, I guess. What is it? it it's, uh, I, I'm curious Friday night when we go to the game and watch him play Indiana State. Has he gotten to the point where he's starting to think, uh, you know, who he's going to go with as starter and what his rotation is going to be? And, uh, you know, if we, if, if, during the game, uh, is this what we're going to be able to expect in the upcoming season? Well, I think what he's doing, what he's doing, Tom, is he's taking those four games to look at that. I can ask him that and kind of refer to it, uh, sort of not in a question type thing, but, uh, he's got four games that he, let's face it, he's going to win and it's an opportunity to look at his team. So I think that's what he's doing before he goes and plays Ohio State. So I'll, that'll be one of the things we'll ask him, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, They're playing. That's why you play these early games to get a rotation and figure out who can do what. So I'm sure he's he's searching for all that right now, uh, Tom. So, uh, so yeah, we can, what what we see Friday night. Uh, don't read anything into that. He's still still experimenting. I wouldn't. Right? I wouldn't think because when he plays these. Uh, he's trying to find out who, who he can count on when he plays teams like Purdue. Now, Indiana State, I did talk to a guy last night. They said this team's really good. They run a lot of. Uh, pro set stuff. Uh, the guy's a really good coach, so it'll be a challenging game for Alabama. Who is the coach for Indiana State? I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I'll have to look. I asked the, uh, I have. That's okay. Of, I'll yeah, look it up. I so, just ain't had it. I ain't thought about looking it up, really. Uh, all, all right. I know is Larry His guard play is set. You know, he's got, he's got the guards, Sears and Estrada's the guards, and they're, I don't know who the first sub is. Um, so I mean, you we'll know. See. Big boy is going to be good. Uh, all right, we got to get to break. Here. Get to, all right, get to Tom Hart. y'all look at that. Y'all, y'all hunt that video, and I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Two men in a truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go get 
the boxes and everything for preparation for this move. It's a local move out of town, out of the state. You're getting ready for the holidays, and you want stuff just moved around the house. These guys can come out and take great care of you. Anything you need, you give them a call today. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Wednesday morning. Traffic still moving pretty well. We are starting to see some congestion. Congestion on Rose Boulevard at McFarland, 43 southbound at McFarland, and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. We're going up inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You're looking to build that fence, the deck, the pergola. You want to build to the last only one choice. Yellowwood. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then... Believe me, you don't want it. I get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's now, Daddy's calling basketball. Yeah, I'm trying. That's the first question. Are you are you mixing basketball and football? Yeah, did the Kentucky game the other night? Did you? Yeah, I, yeah, opening night. I was out there. Yeah, I Good think guys. I think basketball's got to do a better job, and coaches yeah. may have a different perspective. And I I appreciate that. But we had opening night in college basketball, and nobody knew about it. Right, it's yep. a shame. You know, it's like having SEC media, media days. Media day, media day was a joke. And Tom. Nobody knew about. It. They tried to keep it a secret. Tom. Yeah. Terrible. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard for a couple of us to put our heads together. Number one, I wouldn't put it opposite Monday Night Football. No. And number two, I say, I will say, I give credit where it's due. The best thing I saw opening night, I got back to the hotel room. And I was just flipping around trying to find some games, right? Like, well, who's on? Who's playing? And uh, Fox had a studio show with Raftery and Jim Jackson and I think Casey Jacobson. And they all were just sitting around watching games, talking ball. And I was like, well, this is the best, this is the best thing on. Uh, I don't know why, you know, other networks. We only had one game on the SEC network. One game. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I don't need it. Um. Okay, I don't have you on because I like it because I think you're great. <laughs> you already know that. So anyway, even though you, uh, well, I'm gonna get into all that. But uh, you got the Kentucky game, and they played Mississippi State and they beat them. Our fans, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be, be re- better be ready to play. I don't, I know. Tell us about Kentucky. Well, um, listen, they're really physical. That's a really good defensive line. Um, their offensive line is pretty darn good, too. Their wide receivers had a really rough start to the season, but they are at a point now, especially go back to the Tennessee game, uh, I think they threw for 367 yards. Their wide receivers made every catch possible. And, and they're, they're legit NFL guys. They just had a really tough start to the season. But physically and from a talent standpoint, um, you know, they could run by a lot of people and they could get in the air and they can make catches. They get, we call it ball skills. You know, when the ball is in the air, they can win it. Um, so they're, they're really good. And by the way, they have the best running back in, in the SEC in 
Ray Davis, who previously was at Vanderbilt. And it's, I tell you what's impressive about them offensively. Um, you know, LSU is a good passing and a good running team. They're top 10 in the country in both. I think they're the only team in college football that's top 10 in both of those. Um, but Kentucky can also beat you both ways. I mean, they nearly beat Tennessee by throwing the football, and they ran all over Florida. I mean, they embarrassed Florida the way they ran out. So I think that's what you got to be prepared for. Yeah. Okay. Can they, uh, if Alabama made mistakes, can they run a ball control offense, right, Tom? Could they keep the ball a lot, uh, whether it maybe shorten the game where Alabama doesn't get many opportunities if Alabama were to turn the football over? Would that be the only way that you see, uh, Kentucky beating Alabama is with mistakes and them controlling the ball? Well, I'm glad you asked about ball control. Um, they are the slowest, last I checked, and it may have changed over this weekend. They are the slowest offense in the country. They huddle up, which is not everybody huddles anymore. They stay in the huddle. They get the right play, and then they come out, and they shift, and they motion, and they'll move two tight ends from out to in or in to out, then put a running back in motion. Uh, and they will very rarely snap the ball with more than five seconds of the play clock. Um, there are some times where – what I've seen lately, their communication isn't great, and, and they get in trouble because they go so late, like getting a shot clock violation, right? Um, but, yes, absolutely, they can run the clock and dominate time of possession. Time of possession, guys, is, uh, to me, an antiquated stat in terms of dictating, you know, whether through uh, trying to guess or look back and say, well, who had the advantage? In this day and age, most teams don't need a lot of time to score uh, because, you know, LSU's offense, for example, they, they got 75 plays of 20 yards or more. They don't need time to score. Um, but that being said, if you get behind the Kentucky, they can just sit on the ball. And, and that's rare. We don't see that very often anymore. So I think that's certainly unique to them. Yeah, I uh... – when Texas beat Alabama, they got a 10-point lead, and then they kept the ball the rest of the game. Uh, it was about seven minutes to go. Alabama never got the ball back. Uh, so I think that's the recipe, right, if you're going to beat this team, is to, sure. is to run the clock and just limit the possessions uh, for Alabama. And then when Milrow had two picks, uh, that was game, set, match. So, so I guess my question is, Kentucky's capable – of possibly doing this against Alabama. Better be ready to play mentally. Tom, are they capable? Yeah, you, yes, they're capable. And, and all the platitudes that I've, I've given Kentucky and everything that they do well, um, they're just, they're just something off with them. They're not, they're not in sync on, on both sides of the ball. It's, it's been a really rough season for them. I mean, they had a three game losing streak. Now, if you were to spread those three games out, uh, Tennessee, Missouri and Georgia, and they would have lost those games at any point during the season, but not consecutively. You'd probably have a little bit different perspective on it. But uh, what they have here, here's Kentucky in a nutshell: is they have a uh, old school yet complicated NFL style defense, and they have a quarterback who wants to run and is more comfortable running a modern offense. So they have this huge library of plays, and their guy is comfortable with you know, six play and running tempo and running to the running to the line. So they're, they're a little bit out of sync in terms of how they are built. Um, 
but they're still a team from a talent perspective that has the ability to beat anybody. And I, I think Mark Stoops is one of the best coaches in college football. Um, Alabama can't afford to make mistakes, but if Alabama doesn't make mistakes, I just don't see, based on how both play, I just don't see uh, Alabama. I, I, I don't really see Alabama being threatened well, unless they threaten themselves. This is not a big factor, but playing a game at noon is, a, is actually a plus for Alabama. Uh, the crowd doesn't get into it. They hadn't drank that bourbon yet. And um, it's I think it's a little bit of a plus playing at noon. I don't. I, I typically don't disagree with that notion, um, but the Kentucky, the Kentucky game atmosphere is good. It's uh, really good, and, and yep. not just good, but improved. As it's yeah. not, it's not you know what we have expected from Kentucky. Um, they're not afraid to have a, a morning toddy, so I think they'll probably be, they'll probably <laughs> okay. lose uh, Yeah. All right. Tell, how, how does Alabama get above Texas? I know a loss by Texas. I got all that. Would there ever be a yeah. would would head to head is going is that going to kill Alabama as far as moving up, moving up uh, in the rankings with Texas? Well, I'll answer your question. First, I'll give my opinion, and then I'll I'll give you the the, uh, the pathway that you're looking for. My opinion is that head to head should trump all. It yeah. shouldn't be used yeah. in a tiebreaker. Oh, everything else is equal, but this. No, I mean. We only had 12 games. If I beat you head-to-head, I'm better than you. That's it. Full yeah. stop. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but that's not how the committee works, okay? The the committee w- would and very well could say the committee gives more opportunities for teams to show that they've improved than I think a 12-game season deserves. We all know in baseball, you play 162 games, you're a different team and September than you were in April. You get time to get better. Um, they treat it the same way. So it could very easily be, well, that was way back in September. Alabama was set at quarterback. They didn't really know their identity. Uh, Texas then had a quarterback injury. We can hold that against them. But Alabama, in the end, played a tougher schedule and would have better wins because Texas's best win would be Alabama. So you get kind of caught in this vicious cycle, right? But uh, they, I could easily see them pushing the head-to-head down in the data points because it happened so long ago in their mind. I can't. You don't think they will? You think they'll? Well, thir- thirteen people, thirteen people there are, are somewhat mad at Alabama. Or just good. Alabama gets all the breaks, kind of crap. I. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Barry, Barry has another opinion. I just don't. I don't. Well, I don't see how you jump Alabama over Texas if you if they don't lose. Uh, so they're going to need some help in other areas. Uh, well, and you know Texas quarterbacks out. I guess he's day to day, but uh, I just think it's hard to, to put him yeah. over to, to jump him over on Tom. Yeah. Hey Tom, does the does the does the score have an effect in games? Fourteen to ten is that is that is that not a, as good a win as thirty-four uh, to nothing? Uh, I, yes, you're one hundred percent correct. Um, Fourteen to ten, I know would be a good quality win for Alabama. Fourteen to ten doesn't move the needle 
deal. In that selection room. I mean, look look at how they're treating Washington right now. Washington has had a great season, uh, but Washington had about a three-game stretch where they didn't play great football, and they still won the games against conference opponents. I don't remember off the top of my head who those opponents were, but I think Cal was one of them, for example. Um, but they absolutely hold it against you if you don't dominate. And mm. and I don't blame them because if you're one of the four best in the country, then you should have convincing wins. All right, one other thing. Well, not one other thing, Barry. Uh, Michigan. I don't think that they're going to hold this against Michigan about knocking them out of the final four if they were good enough to get there. I think that they'll do something to Jim next year. Well, I don't know if Jim's going to be around next year. Well, they you can't know, do anything to him. Yeah, I, I think he's going to beat the posse out of town. Um, <laughs> okay. But I don't, I don't see a way that they could do it, the NCAA at least, could do it in a timely enough fashion because of the protocol that is – is in place, you know, among the among the timelines, if you're accused of an NCAA violation, you have 90 days to respond, and that's even before the process really starts. Ooh. Well, 90 days, and then the process, you know, like it's it's just long and drawn out, and uh, yeah. for good reason, you know, when yeah. you're talking about uh, recruiting investigations of violations, but mm. we've never had something like this. The pressure is on their commissioner, Tony Petiti, uh, in the sense that he's got 13 other programs, right? He's a commissioner of the entire league. He's not just a commissioner in charge of getting a team into the playoffs. And he's got 13 other constituents who are furious that Jim Harbaugh cheated to win the game against them. And they have a, they have a gripe, and they have a right to be mad. Uh, so he's got to politically work that room and figure out, all right, how do we how do we manage this? You know, do I punish my breadwinner and therefore the rest of the league who's going to split that playoff money if Michigan gets in, or or do I sit back and slow play this thing and uh, you know upset the other thirteen people in the league? Um, it's a no-win situation for the commissioner, that's for sure. I mean, is that what they do, uh, Tom? They just lawyer up and delay. I'm not talking uh, high behind their lawyers. <laughs> and get, you know, yeah. extend yeah. it out as long as you can. And then I'm sure the Big Ten probably doesn't care about that. At least they let kind of see what happens with Michigan. And they win it. Harbaugh runs off to the NFL. Everybody's okay. Uh, except, I don't know. It, it seems like the coaches... And the Big Ten want something done to them now, is, is the sense I get. You getting the same, same vibe? Oh, they, ab- they absolutely do. Yeah. yeah, they they want they want this thing addressed. Um, you know, there's no love lost in in that coach's room for Harbaugh. Number one, so I think that adds to the sense of urgency. If they would have found out Kirk Ferentz was doing this, which he would have never done, but if they would have found that out, they would have said, "Gosh darn it, Kirk." You know, and they would have moved on. But yeah. this is, you know, we need to drop the hammer on Jim Harbaugh. Um, and and listen, there's a reason. Y'all know it. Like, there's a reason coaches get that reputation and they're disliked by the other coaches. It, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Um, I, I, I think the difference is this thing bubbled up and then exploded out of nowhere. And the Big Ten was in a, a, a period of transition, especially with their commissioner. 
there are numerous times you can point to in SEC history where certain scandals started to bubble. And what happened? Whoever the commissioner was at the time got people in a room and said, we are squashing this before it goes any further, before it hurts this entire league. And they had the ability to wield the big stick and ruffle some feathers and say, no, this is how, you know, this is how we're going to handle this. Um, they were in a period of transition with their commissioner when these rumors first started a year or two ago. And they just, they let this thing fester to a point where well, now it's unmanageable. If Ohio State beats them, if Ohio State beats them, it won't matter. Uh, th- th- there's everybody, listen, I've never rooted for Ohio State in my life. Uh, it's like rooting for IBM, right? But there is nobody in the Big Ten that doesn't wear maize and blue that's not pulling for, for Ohio State to win out, and they can just put this whole thing behind them. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, tell me, that, Washington, Oregon winner. If Oregon wins it. What happens there? It depends how they win it. I mean, I, I think what okay. they have going for them is they have a – and both of them have this. They each have a legit Heisman candidate, and those – players carry weight uh they they carry weight in how your team is perceived whether it's michael Penix or bo nicks and i think they carry weight in that selection committee because even though we don't want to admit this i think that selection committee um feels a responsibility to the television ratings and the television product uh we're talking with tom hart tom uh if you had to pick right now who's sec coach of the year lane kiffin or nick saban and what does Ole Miss have to do? That says they have no chance to win at Georgia. Is that true? No chance. No. No, they got a chance. They got a chance, and if he, if they win that, he's coach of the year. Um, I, the tiebreaker is still really tough for them to make it to Atlanta. Listen, this is a, an amazing coaching job for by Nick Saban overall, right? But. I think to be fair and to be critical, you have to ask, and it's, it's a joke. He's only won coach of the year like four times and tied in a fifth time, I think, because we all know he's the best that's ever coached in this game. But why is it the best coaching job? It's the best coaching job because they got through the month of September where they tried three different quarterbacks and they benched the guy that just won the, won the biggest game. Does that sound like, and, and, and let me back up a second. Coach of the year is a reflection on your entire staff. Okay, you, a bad head coach of a bad staff cannot win coach of the year. It's, sure. it's a reflection. Not, not why do you got to wait? I'm sorry. Why do we give credit for Alabama when they couldn't figure out the quarterback position for an entire month and they benched the guy who's the best guy? I, I think we have to take that in consideration. We talk about oh, this is such a great coaching job. Well, wait a second, they made it harder on themselves. Because they totally screwed up the quarterback position, and they had it screwed up for an entire month. Well, we'll close by letting you know that Barry doesn't care for the coach at A&M. When you start looking for people to take his place, there ain't none. Would you you hire Lane Kiffin if you were uh, Texas A&M, Tom? Uh, I don't think that's a fit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> I, thought, I thought about the coach at Duke who left there, who left, but you're not going to go to Duke and get one. But you wouldn't say, well, yeah, sometimes. But people said Nate Oates wasn't a fit. Uh, Deion Sanders wasn't a fit at Colorado. Sometimes you got to go get somebody that. They, they ain't one, Barry. 
They ain't one. Tom, who is one? Well, I, I think you would look to <laughs> look. the board at Washington. Now, he doesn't want to leave, so he, he's, you're not going to get him. Um, <laughs> See, but then good. again, you're going to throw an entire... Yeah, ju- you're jumping around, around the question. <laughs> is the question, is there one out there? Yeah. yeah, there's one out there because you're going to spend more money than God, and you're going to be able, you're going to appeal to somebody who we previously thought would never leave the position they're at. But who? I got a name. If you can, I got if a name you can for get it. anybody other than Nick Saban, you can't give us Kirby. a You can't give us a who. I have you on this show to give us some, some All right, hot I'm, stuff. I'm giving you a blank check, <laughs> and you can't get Kirby or Coach Saban. Who who would you get? I'm going to answer this question. Okay. And this is going to be a mic drop moment. It'll be <laughs> the interview will be over. All right. As soon as it. I give it, you need somebody who knows how to win, will do anything to win, and can go into recruits' homes and get the best players in the country. And outside of Nick Saban, that name is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh ain't going to step. Show calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What, did you ever think Jimbo Fisher would leave Florida State for Texas A&M? Yeah, no. That would be I don't think. That would I, be don't think the, I don't think the cadets would be kissing their whoever they're sitting next to if Jim Harbour gets it. You just <laughs> dropped your mic and knocked up your Starbucks. Right. <laughs> All right, Tom, I agree with you on basketball. I don't know why the SEC does not do a better job of promoting it. It just probably no, the women's The women's game did a tremendous job setting up top 25 matchups, put a game in Paris. They got great momentum and publicity, and uh, it feels like the men's game is just resting on their laurels. They yeah. need some administrators to come out and, and be strong. When do you come to Tuscaloosa for a basketball game? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm, um, maybe not till conference season, honestly, but I, I don't okay. have my full schedule at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tom, we right. appreciate it. Go get your Starbucks. You're yeah, right. he, did, he, did another fair, he did another fair job on our show. Thank you. <laughs> fair to Midland. That's my man. Thank my you. Name. Thank you, sir. See y'all. Thank See you. you. All right, to Alabama One, go to www.alabamaone.org for all their products and services. Get the car loan, the mortgage, the credit card. Uh, you've got the holiday season coming up. You need to get some money in your pocket. Do some shopping. Let Alabama One assist you with that. Go to www.alabama.org. Alabama1.org. This is the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Desaw Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is heavy on McFarland through Northport in the construction area. 69 backed up at Union Chapel. University Boulevard slow from five points into Alberta. And 69 northbound slow from Bear Creek to Skyland. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. See America. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I'm thinking pressure treated pine from Great Southern for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. When you build, you want to build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. You just tied to 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Ah, baby. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Kevin Wired. College football, the new rankings released last night, but it's the exact same as they were last week. Not just the top four, but the top eight unchanged from a week ago. So it's Ohio State at the top. Number two, Georgia. Michigan is third, and Florida State rounds out the top four. Washington, the first team out at number five with Ohio State and Michigan playing each other in a couple weeks. The Huskies looking to possibly jump into the uh, top four playoff spots. The top eight unchanged, though. Oregon, Texas, Alabama rounding out the top eight. Tulane, the top-ranked group of five team at number 22. The only team outside the Power Five to appear in this week's rankings. ESPN is reporting Michigan has sent documents to the Big Ten that the school believes show three conference teams engaged in communication about the Wolverine signals in 2022. The three teams involved, Rutgers, Purdue, and Ohio State. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room as we kick off this 8 o'clock hour. I want to thank Andrew Knipfer, my Allstate Insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Let Andrew run a quote for you. You're looking for auto, home, condo, renters, motorcycle. You need ATV, boat. You need an umbrella policy. Whatever you need, he is there ready to take great care of you. Give him a call today, 205 722 Zero one. He also can give you a golf tip if you need a golf tip as well. All right, we're going to talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota. So we're going to swing out of the studio here, make a left, head on down to Skyland Boulevard and get Justin in. Good morning, Justin. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Morning. We're okay. We're good. Uh, how were those seats the other night that you had at the game? Were they any good or were you up at the nosebleed? Man, he's got it. He's got it made, man. He's got great <laughs> seats right behind the bench. You reach out and touch the players, and then you park right there at the stadium. And when they see his name, it's like, you know, just a C part, mm-hmm. man. So anything so. he wants, man. The guy's got it made. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, so. They definitely know who he is out there. That's right. He knows that. Did, uh, did they have a comb there waiting on you to park, get you right there? Oh, no, yeah. Crap, no. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Na- on the parking pass, it's got his name on it. I mean, it's... Okay. He's so hey, listen. Like I said, the C parts when he when he shows mm-hmm. up. You so can probably right sell that on eBay, that with his name on it, uh, Justin. Oh, no doubt. Now, Justin, what did, you, what did you pull up in when you were rolling up to the game? What, what kind of Toyota were you rolling in? I am right now. I am driving a Toyota Corolla uh, XSE Sport model. Wow! So I can easily, I can easily navigate with that little car. Nice, nice. Tell us, uh, tell us what's going on with you guys. You guys got any inventory on the lot over there, Justin? All right. So there's a hundred. As of yesterday, there's 114 new cars on the lot, and there's 348 in the pipeline. So what the pipeline means is is at our port facility right now. So so the way it works is is these cars get built in the factory and then they got they release from there and rail to the port facility where they get their final inspection before getting on a truck and coming to us. At the port facility right now there's fifty, I think fifty five cars at the port facility and then at sea getting built right now, 
there's another 40-something. So I think the total is somewhere around 350 cars. It's in the pipeline. It's already coming to us or either with us or either with us right now. So so our inventory is the biggest it's been in years. We've got a lot of vehicles, a lot to choose from, and a great time because a lot of people are buying gifts. And they're they're I've already I've already got three vehicles that are Christmas presents that nobody know about for people. So that, that's what's going on right now. And there's a lot of vehicles in the pipeline to make it happen. There you go. Dad. Hey hey hey, uh, Justin, on my on my uh, automobile, does my uh, dimmer thing automatic, or do I have to dim them myself? They're automatic. So all of these cars now come with. I don't. Know, I just don't know how to. I don't know how to do it. it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't have to do anything. It just does it for you. No, yeah, it, it I, it's not doing it for me. I don't know what the deal is. I figure. So there's a little. There's a little button over there to the left of the steering wheel on the dash. Um, okay. Right on the dash. Yeah, it says auto, and it's if you have it on, and your okay. lights are at the normal place, they light. They they dim on their own. Like okay. and all that good stuff. So just put punch auto. That's it. Okay. God, That's it. He's got all kind of bells and whistles in that car, Justin. No. Look, I told him, I told him when he bought it a year ago, I said, in two years, you'll be finding stuff you didn't even know you had. Yeah, he just found that. Well, uh, I found it, but yeah, I can't get it. He probably had it on bright the whole time, Justin. No, I, I, I dim my car picking lights when I meet somebody. I ain't no real <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> hey, Barry, let me tell you, let me tell you this, too, and, because and, I get asked this a lot, you know, they say, like, you know, how do y'all, how do you, we sell somewhere in and around 350, somewhere 340, 350 a month. Okay. okay. And that is like, you know, that's, you know, the average, I'll just give you an average around towns, probably less than a hundred. So they say, you know, how do you, how do you price your cars? How do y'all do that? You know, and, and what a lot of places do is use cars or new is, Put the, a large number up there and, and, yep. and hope it sticks. Throw it up, make sure it sticks. But we price our cars to to sell our cars, so we don't want you know. And I have told you this; it is pretty funny. But I mean, we we really are not in love with any of them. We we price them to go. Um, nobody's happy unless you get the best price, and that's what makes it easy. And 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 it makes it easy to begin with when you're shopping us up front right there at TuscoloseToyota.com. So we price our cars in relation to the market. You know how long it's been there. Um, you know we price them to go, and 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 that's what we that's what we do, and that's what makes us successful. And um, that that's that's kind of how it goes. So we make it real easy. And and if you would just go to TuscaloosaToyota.com, it doesn't have to be for like I tell you guys every week. It doesn't have to be for buying a car. I mean, it could be renting one. It could be getting it serviced. Whatever the case may be. Maybe you're trying to figure out. You know, we get asked a lot. What's your interest rate? Well, we don't have an interest rate. There's we got twenty something lenders to get you the best interest rate possible, and you can get that process started right there online. That's part of the buying process. It's not just about the price; it's about the financing. Unless you're paying cash, so that that's one of the things that make it easy right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Well, Justin, we appreciate you guys. Uh, I know you guys will be busy as a holiday. Uh, holidays are right around the corner, and uh, we look forward to. Visiting back with you next week. Uh, go sell some cars, my man. Thanks, hey, uh, real, real quick, uh, before we, before I get off of here, I got to tell you congratulations on your first win last night. I woke up this morning to check to see, uh, how you did. And it looks like you didn't have any problem getting that first win last night. Well, those, uh, we, we shot really well. So when you shoot well, you, you look good. So they played hard. Well, uh, it's a good group of kids and, uh, 
they've done well. So we'll, we'll, one one game, the first game's in the in the book. So we'll get ready to go again. Friday. One monkey doesn't make a circus. That's right. So <laughs> I like that, Coach Sanderson, and and I, I hope you guys have a great year. And Thank look you. forward to talking to y'all next week. Thank you. There's Justin. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, there at uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to Tuscaloosa Toyota. Dot com. All right, um, as we uh, get going here, so uh, Tom Hart with the drop the mic of Texas A&M hiring Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> what is he talking about? Well, he's trying to stir up something. You think that would be a good choice? Oh, I don't know. I think he's controversial in some ways, and I think he's kind of light because he is in some places a little bit. I don't know. I, Jim Harbaugh, I don't know. I, I think, I think it, it takes care of his, if it, if Ohio State is what the, what the committee says it is, then there won't be no Michigan problem. They'll beat Michigan. I think, I think Michigan will beat Penn State. I've already said that. Uh, I could be dead wrong. So, but I think it takes care of itself. If Michigan beats Ohio State, then Michigan goes Ohio State, doesn't. Yeah, well, one of those teams are not going. So, no, that's right. Um, that's right. But you, Alabama needs Texas, Florida State, Georgia. They need to beat Georgia. They got to win out. And they need Texas or Florida State. Those are the two that the other ones are going to eliminate each other. So, in order to jump one of those, they need one of those teams to lose. So they Texas got to play Oklahoma, I guess. Is Oklahoma? No, I don't guess they play. I, I bet they play at Oklahoma State now. Well. um they could. I don't know. Still, they got to play TCU uh, this weekend. So we'll yeah, see. TCU. We'll see as we go through this thing. All right, uh, we'll take this break. We'll get our uh, Bayman Bill Cameron in. One of the games that uh, I'm trying for my dessert plate is Auburn at Arkansas. That line is stuck. It has not moved a inch. It is still three. Um, and so we'll get we'll get Bill's take on this particular game. Find out. Uh, how these wins have helped the mindset there at Auburn. Uh, we'll do that when we get back from break. We want to thank Wayne's Pest Control, serving our 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866 866- Wayne's want to get $60 off your initial pest control service. That's a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm and dry day today, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 82. Tonight, fair with a low at 59. Tomorrow, clouds gradually increasing the chance of a few showers by tomorrow night. The high tomorrow at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Uh, 
to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, real quick as we get Bill in, uh, look at SEC games real fast. Vanderbilt, South Carolina. We talked about that game, the line 13 and a half. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks, Tennessee, Missouri, uh, one point line there. Tennessee favored by one. All right, we already got Bill. So let's go to the, uh, Andrew Knifer hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7, the drive down in Auburn, Opelika joins us every Wednesday. Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, Barry. Well, how are you guys? Good. Oh, we're Good. fine. Uh, Vanderbilt is a game that, um, you need to be ready to play mentally. Because the kids can read the papers, they they're going in there not thinking, might not be thinking it's the right kind of. So I, it's a good win, even though you know you got to continue to play better. But uh, you can comment on that, if you will. Well, it was one they they needed to win, and they got off to a quick start uh, with Jarquez, uh, you know, getting uh, getting a couple of big long yep. runs early, and they got a fourteen. Got a little sloppy a couple of times. But it never really felt like the game was was in that much doubt. I thought Peyton Thorne um, continued to play well. I thought he actually played better than he had the week before against Mississippi State. He just had he had a bunch of passes dropped. That's been a concern all year, and continues to be. The receivers look like they're getting open more. They're they're doing a better job of running rounds, but now they got to catch the ball. I mean, it doesn't doesn't do you a whole lot of good if a receiver's open, but they can't do anything with it when the ball gets there. But they've got a a much bigger task than than I think folks thought just a week ago, coming up against Arkansas. That that Arkansas team that was going into the open date off that seven three loss at home to Mississippi State. You know, you wondered what was left, but obviously a good move in making the change there at offensive coordinator. They look like the old Arkansas. They look like Arkansas of last year with Kendall Browse running the offense, and K.J. Jefferson had his best game yep. of the year, and they get Rocket Sanders back, and he runs for 102 yards. And now you look at how close they were in some really tough ball games, and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. So yes, this is this is going to be a real uh, yep. a real challenge Saturday because Arkansas now is fighting to stay alive for for a bowl game. Yep, there. Um, you know, I think Auburn. If I look at their schedule, I say they've won the games they're supposed to win. Uh, there were some Agreed. there, you know, that maybe they could beat Texas A and M. It's going to be hard. Maybe the Ole Miss game was one they maybe had a chance, but the other ones. You know, quite honestly, the first year was going to be difficult. So I think that's what you want. Win the games you're supposed to win. They've done that. They're going to go to a bowl. Uh, where does this Arkansas game land? It's, it's a three-point line. I think it's going to be very difficult to go to Arkansas and win. Is this is this a toss-up game here, or is this one that you give, give Arkansas a little bit of an edge just because it's in Fayetteville? Uh, I'll give Arkansas a bit of an edge right now just because, I mean, they finally – uh, got over the hump with that huge win down in Gainesville last week. Florida had a chance to beat them a couple of times and just couldn't do it. That's sort of what Arkansas has done this year. So they've got to be feeling a little better about themselves. I, I was thinking about this though. If Auburn, if Auburn were able to jump out early, man, the Boo Birds were really out in the Mississippi State game in Fayetteville. And I, I, I wonder how quickly they might turn if Auburn could do something early. But if Arkansas plays well early, that crowd really getting into it, it's going to be really difficult for Auburn. This, this is a huge swing game for Auburn. You're right. Auburn, Auburn should go to a bowl game. They should beat New Mexico State next week. I know they're seven and three, but they really haven't played anybody caliber of SEC teams. Um, so 
Auburn should be in a bowl game. If they win this one, they're a seven-win team going into the Iron Bowl, and then then it's going to be a year where where uh, I think everyone would say they overachieved a little bit because most everybody had Auburn in the five-six win range. I thought they'd probably win seven to get that to get to that seven. They're going to have to beat somebody that they're an underdog to. You're right, Barry. Auburn's won the games they were favored in. They've lost the games they were underdogs in. To get to that seven-win mark, they're going to have to beat somebody. And there's no question, even though they've got, uh, even though they've got that last game at home, this is a this is their best opportunity to try to pull off that uh, that upset to get to the seven-win number. Yeah, that. I don't. I don't really don't believe in when they use the word "you blow leads." I think the other team plays better, or your team plays better. I don't think. I don't believe. I believe that crap. But last night, um, Baylor went to the line a bunch in the second half. Auburn had a lead, but that you know Auburn's like everybody else. Everybody's trying to find out what kind of team they have. Um, could have been a good win, wasn't? But uh, it's not devastating loss. But the loss is a loss. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's a game that I think in the long run is going to help them. Right now it doesn't feel like it because you, you had the lead for so long. I think Auburn led 25 yeah, minutes and Baylor only led 11 minutes in the game. The, re- the rest of the time it was tied. So it's one you felt like you had in your grasp and you you had it there. Baylor, you know, Baylor was able to force some, and Auburn, Auburn looked like they rushed things a little bit as Baylor started making that, making that run, that 11-0 run with three and a half minutes to go in the game. Auburn's up five and they got the ball. And, and then they, they turn it over. Baylor scores. Auburn turns it back over again. Auburn had, uh, a little run of turnovers. I think they only had 15 in the game, which isn't great. But um, seven of them from their point guards, and yeah. and that was a problem. I loved I loved a lot of what we saw from Aiden Holloway. He's gonna be really good. Um, but at times last night, it's like, uh, whoa! You don't have to take that twenty five footer when there's plenty of time on the shot clock. And he rushed and and had a had a turnover right in the middle of that eleven zero run. They've got some guys that that just sort of need to. You know, learn to, you know, to, to be able to pace themselves a little bit. Some of the newcomers, I, I mean, Aiden was really good. Denver Jones just, uh, okay. He hit a couple of shots. Didn't really see much. Auburn, I didn't think got, got much out of their three and the four last night. I mean, Chad Baker Mazzara was really good for three or four minutes, but he got in foul trouble. And really, I thought that when he went out, Auburn's defense, uh, took a step back. He's a long, lengthy guy that, that had a couple of big plays. Auburn's gonna play aggressively. That's Bruce's style. But, uh, you've also got to, you've got to realize the way that the game's being called and adjust to that a little bit. And I didn't think they did that very well. So that's something that's, I, I think a good part of that's coachable. I don't think it's because they don't have the ability to get out there and do that. So, that's why I said I think in the long run it, it'll be something that helps them. But right now it hurts because they felt like they they had a pretty big win in their grasp. It's kind of an unusual game to go up there and play. What didn't they play somewhere besides Baylor? Have they played? Uh... Oh, they had played in South Sioux, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, uh, which uh, must have been a good yeah. guarantee. <laughs> Uh, it must have been. I mean, every everybody I talked to a couple of folks that were there, and they said, "Man, it's it's a really cool place. Uh, it's where you know they, they've got a, a G League team that, that plays there." But I mean, it's a huge complex and everything, and they've been doing this for a few years. 
And it, the other thing is, it's a guarantee that you're the primetime game on ESPN. So yeah. that's why you go and do it. Yeah, sure. And that's one of the reasons I think Bruce was really disappointed because he felt like, hey, man, here's a great showcase. You can show what we're doing. And, again, for 35 minutes, or actually nearly 37 minutes last night, Auburn put on a great show. Auburn uh, signing dates today. Uh, I do know one guy that's signing with Auburn today. Uh, my son Jack will be. Well, uh, he already signed. Is it today? But basketball wise, uh, are they going to sign anybody today, uh, Bill? Yeah, Tahad Pettiford, the uh, uh, highly touted. Uh, another point that is like Holloway. He's a, he's a point guard that also is a really good scorer, uh, and he's out of out of New Jersey. He'll sign today. Uh, there's, there's a, uh, another play, uh, Jakai, another player, Jakai Howard is announcing and signing with somebody today at 1130. Auburn, Arkansas, Georgia Tech. I'm trying to remember there's, there's a fourth school that's in there. Um, that's a possibility. Bruce had said one or two high schoolers because what he wants to do, uh, his, his philosophy is, you sign as good a high schooler or two as you can, and then you try to stay old. You try to bring in guys that have multiple years experience at, um, you know, a lot of times with Auburn's case at, at, the, at a lower level or, or somewhere else so that you've got some experience. Auburn's got a good combination of that now, and I think that's what he wants to, wants to continue doing. Yeah, I was in there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, boy, that, that baseball stadium, when they get that done, those seats behind home plate, uh, if you have any of those seats, Bill, I'd like to sit in some of those. Those are going to be those are really right down there. You're going to be telling the umpire what to call down there. Those renovations are going to be really something when they get them done, aren't they? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I know. I know a couple of folks that that will have those, and and you know maybe it maybe I will be able to sweet talk my way down there every once in a while. But they, I won't be able to sit in those seats on a regular basis. I can tell you that. Well. Uh... As, as Barry said, my grandson signed today with that. That's not granddaddy talk, but uh, oh man, yeah, that's, that's one of the proudest. That's one of the proudest yeah. moments uh, ever. I'm, I'm I'm sure some folks are giving you guys a little flack. Well, I, 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 I wanted to add. Do I, I don't have to wear an Auburn shirt if I come down there, do I? No, no, Wimp. I think uh, I think that'll be fine. I mean, you can just you can just wear your plaid. I mean, well, I'll get one. Of, I'll get one of old Sunny shirts. <laughs> okay, no that that's that's gonna be fine. I mean, you you might you might have a ball cap or something, uh, an Auburn, uh, just a baseball cap, so that so that they know uh, nobody nobody know me. Bill, what what bowl is the the projected Auburn will go to? I mean, if they they're going to win New Mexico State, so they're going to get six. What kind of bowl will, will they go to? I think. It's a. It's the God, I just hope it's not that, Birmingham. Oh, I mean, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, we, 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 we've been to Birmingham enough. You're yeah, right. Yeah. That'd just be like right. a. Eh. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot, right. lot of talk. A lot of talk about uh, Memphis or Nashville, and that wouldn't be bad at all. That, no, that wouldn't would. be bad at all. Now, if if they if they beat Arkansas, they uh, they're going to go to they go to a little bigger bowl. So yeah, uh, I think there's a pretty good chance that you know that uh, if they if they don't beat Arkansas. They could wind up in, uh, in in Tennessee or maybe in that early bowl game down in Tampa, but if they beat Arkansas, they've got a chance to play in a uh, in, in a bowl game closer to New Year's. Yeah. They beat Alabama. They got to go a little bit bigger than that. Ooh. If if they did that, if Auburn were to go eight and four, they're playing in a New Year's game. I mean that that's, but uh, but yeah, that's. 
Yeah, that's good. That's at, good to eight, say. Eight kids. and four. At eight and four, with a, eight and four, you beat you beat a top you beat a top ten for sure. Top you know close to top five team. Uh, yeah, because you know that uh, Bowles Bowles would would love to get the money that Auburn's going to bring in because if they do Ooh. that, they'll take a huge crowd wherever. Now, I saw what they did when they beat Mississippi State the other day, but if they beat Alabama, do they double roll the trees, uh, Bill? What kind of rolling is it in Timber's Corner if that were if that were to happen, Barry, probably all of downtown would be snow white. <laughs> how do they get that clean the next day? So how do they do that? Get that clean. They've got they, they, well, I mean, they've got they've got crews that know what they're doing, and they come and they used to just spray them, but they've got uh, uh, the the big cherry picker, you know, the trucks. They come and they've got guys that they get up and clean it out, and then they then they wash it. It's not like a fire hose, but I mean, it's it's pretty good, like pressure washing of the of of the uh, limbs to try to get everything down. It's it's amazing how quick they get it done, too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, just your thoughts on? I think I asked you. Last week, uh, they're going to drag this Michigan thing out. Uh, your thoughts on kind of what's going on there, and is it uh, is there any way to get Michigan out of the Final Four if they if they went out? I, I don't think it'll be done in time. Do you? No, I don't either. I don't either. I, that, that's why, like I said last week, I, I would imagine the NCAA and probably the Big Ten are are hoping that somebody can can knock them off that uh that they can they can be eliminated without them having to do it themselves because I doubt the NCAA can can move quickly enough to to say that they're out it would it would just be a load off of everybody there in the in the Big 10 and around the country's um minds if if something somebody could help take them out I saw that yeah they I thought it was a little surprising last night that they've still they've got Ohio State with a 91% percent chance of uh making it to the uh, to the playoff and michigan still over 60 percent there's no way if ohio state beats michigan i think because of the circumstances that they'd stay in the top four yeah yeah uh what was i going to ask i had a, I had a good question for you i can't think of what it was uh <laughs> go ahead yeah, i'm like that at press conference yeah uh, uh <laughs> oh um head to head uh-huh. Alabama got beat by Texas. Uh, is it possible? Is there any way possible that Alabama would jump Texas? If if uh, I know they said they lost, but if, if without a loss, if if both of them won out, uh, it's possible. Uh, I mean, a lot of that would come down to. Uh, the eye test, how impressive, how impressive they are as they come down the stretch. That would mean Alabama would have beaten Georgia. Uh, and, and that's just going to be more impressive than anything Texas could do. So that's, that's exactly how it could happen. I know that the, that the Texas fans would be screaming to the, yeah, to the heavens if that happened, but they don't have an opportunity to play a team like Georgia here down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt. Well, be uh, interested to see what happens with Auburn this weekend. What's your thought? What's your What's your prediction on the game up there uh, in in Fayetteville? I think it's going to be tough. Uh, personally, I do too. Yeah. I really do too. I mean, uh, my my feeling right now is I I think Arkansas deservedly is the favorite. I mean, um, Auburn has had problems with physical rushing attacks, and then they lost one of their best guys up front stopping the run a few weeks back in Messiah Nazili Kite. They have uh, I think they played really well defensively this year, considering the, the lack of depth that they have. 
J.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, that is a tough, tough combo. Um, Auburn's going to have Auburn's going to have to create a turnover or two to have a chance to win this. They need Peyton Thorne to play as well on the road as he's played the last couple of weeks. I know last week was in Nashville, but that wasn't really a road game. There were more Auburn fans there than there were Vandy fans. So they're going to need Peyton Thorne to play well. They're going to need to capitalize when they have opportunities. We haven't really seen that happen in a big atmosphere on the road. So uh, right now, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely give Arkansas the edge. Auburn's going to need some help from the uh, from the Hogs if they're going to come out with a win. In your opinion, is, Ar- is Auburn's starting quarterback next year on campus there, are they going to have to go find somebody that's a little bit better than what they got? It's going to depend on the next three games. Peyton Thorne plays the next three games the way he's played the last two. I think he's your guy. And I think you go, yeah, and I think you might go look for somebody to uh, to be an experienced backup. I thought it was really interesting yesterday. Well, first of all, Monday at, uh, at his press conference, um, Hugh just brought up when he was asked about Peyton, he brought up what a great week of practice Holden Gurner had had last week. And yesterday was one of the, every week the media's had about a 20-minute viewing window where they can watch practice. And yesterday during the viewing window, during every single drill, Holden Gurner was the number two guy. Robbie Ashford was number three. Really? So I, I, so it's, it seems like, yes, it seems like Holden's made a move and Hugh wants Holden around. But I think, uh, I think Peyton is definitely the number one guy. They really like what he's done the last couple of weeks. He made that one, <clears throat> one bad throw last week, but I think it was a situation where, um, he's looking sort of into the sun. He didn't see the guy. I mean, quarterbacks will do that. But I mean, he he would he should have been twenty two or twenty three for twenty seven last week as well as he threw the ball. If he does that, keeps making the right decisions, then uh, he looks like the guy that that a lot of people thought they were getting. Uh, you know, a three thousand yard passer out of out of Michigan State who doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So it'll be tough. Uh, it'll be tough to go out and find somebody if you're bringing back a guy who's successful down the stretch. You know, folks sometimes forget that he wasn't around during spring practice. And, you know, it takes some guys a, a, a little while to really be comfortable with the system. And besides, Auburn changed the system midway through the year, and they've just now gone back to what they and the coaches are more comfortable with. So I'd say if if Peyton struggles, then they're definitely going into the portal looking for somebody. If he doesn't, then they might bring in somebody just to have a little experienced insurance. Yep. Bill, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff down there. The Drive every day on ESPN 106.7. You can uh, check us online, ESPNAU.com, or go to RadioAlabama.net. Uh, listen live. Uh, join us. Give us a call, or you can uh, uh, listen you know, later to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right. Thank you. Uh, he didn't do anything to take my mind off uh, Arkansas no. uh, knocking off uh, Auburn. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, know the law. And if you have an injury, and that injury is not uh, necessary, and you're concerned about exactly how to handle that thing, and uh, you're just not sure about it, then that, that's the easy way for you to understand this. And Prince Glover and Hayes, all you have to do is call them. Tell them the, the problem that you have. Go over it with them on the telephone, 345-1234. And they will give you some good advice. Uh, if you need to go into 701 Rice Mine Road, they'll go in. You can go in there and visit with them personally. And they, if they d- decide for them to represent you, 
you will get somebody that represents you very, very well, that knows what's been going on um, in those kind of situations down through the years. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be open the rest of the show, 205-342-9904. You listen to Todd 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, good news. Traffic is really eased around town. We still got some minor congestion on McFarland near Watermelon and Northport and again on Hargrove. But if you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns and Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Hi. Old Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, at TuscaloosaToyota.com, we talked to Justin at the beginning of the hour. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com, look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You also can schedule a service right there at the website. Swing by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, get to the Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline here and bring Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Good morning. Well, I tell you what, I'm going in for a dental implant today. And you guys got me riled up. to the About what? Well, you heard the guy, okay? What about what? Twelve and one, Alabama. They're going to pick Alabama over Texas simply because y'all beat Georgia in the title game. Well, if Alabama beats Georgia in the title game, Georgia uh, Alabama's going to jump over over Texas. Why? Because that Georgia's number two in the country. Well, that doesn't mean anything. What were you ranked when we beat them? I don't know. You were ranked three. You were ranked three in the nation, and we went in your backyard and thumped it by double digits. (laughs) Are you telling me, and again, I'm just saying, are you telling me, I'll I'll give you this. You need to blow out Georgia, okay? Send a message. But the point I'm trying to make is this head-to-head thing, y'all just in complete denial of it. Oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If, if we play Georgia, who played nobody, and that's getting me started on Oregon. Go look at that schedule. They got one loss, and they played one ranked team and lost. Yeah, you better they stay away from Oregon. <laughs> right? The only reason why they like Oregon is they got a Heisman candidate, and they run up the score, or they like the score. What, so? So the point I'm trying to make is that what do you got to do to get in this final four? Okay? It, winning a conference doesn't count anymore, according to the Big 12. You know, you got to go undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Uh, undefeated? Well, it depends on what happens in this whole thing. So, you possibly, I don't know if you have to go undefeated, but I will say Alabama, if they knock off Georgia, they would have beaten Georgia, who's ranked. Number two, they beat Ole Miss, who's ranked number nine. Uh, they beat Tennessee, uh-huh. who's ranked number 13. Uh, they beat <laughs> LSU, who's ranked number 19. So they, their yeah. strength of schedule might push them over the top. Uh, there, Digger. 
look at the win loss record too. Yeah. Come on, we played five ranked teams and it hasn't stopped yet. So I mean, but wait a minute. Hey, look, I'm being escorted into the dentist office. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you. Have a All good right. one. Go get you. Uh, yeah, get you some. Get you some. Uh, whatever. Can TCU knock off Texas? If TCU knocks off Texas, I don't think Digger will call anymore this weekend. Well, TCU can't beat them. They're, they're at Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State would be ready to play. And Iowa State, you know, usually not that good, but they're pretty good this time. And then they go to Texas. They go to, uh, no, they're playing Texas Tech at home. Yeah, Iowa and State, then, they're five and four. Uh, well, I know. They did. But they're at home. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they, uh, they got a better chance to beat them in TCU. Yeah, TCU. Uh, they gone. Can Texas, I don't know. I don't know. If I, be, I, I hope it happens. Uh, I want to see what the committee does. Uh, on what? That they both went out Alabama and Texas and will they jump them? They, will there be some mad Texas people if they were to jump? Outbound beast Georgia, uh, Texas has jumped. You think? Oh, sure. Hmm. Well, they don't beat Georgia, it won't matter because they ain't no. going if they don't beat Georgia. That's right. So if they beat Georgia, they're going to jump Texas. You think? Sure. You can't beat that. You can't play them if they're still number two team in the country and you win. I don't care if it's seven to six. <laughs> uh, what do you think, uh, how will Alabama play this weekend, uh, in Lexington? Just good enough to win. Does Tucky have a style that could cause Alabama yeah, problems? Yeah, you've already got, you've, you've already told the right style. And so is the, our callers. That's control the football. Keep it. But the, the, the only good thing about that is the best thing that Kentucky does is the best thing that Alabama does. That's defense. Yeah. They defend, they defend the run. So, um, um, that's, that's where I think if, if Kentucky runs the football that well and they do, Pasher's not great. Alabama's defense is, if they, if they're ready to play, ready to play, and they play like they're capable of playing, excited about playing, which is not easy to do when you're playing Kentucky, maybe in football, you don't, you think something else, then uh, Kentucky's running game ain't going to hurt out. They ain't you, I mean, out Nick Saban usually knows what button to push to have him ready to play, doesn't he? I, I reckon he, I, I don't, I, I don't get all that, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't listen to all that stuff that he says, but, uh, yeah, he says, he says some good things and sometimes he just can't, doesn't want to talk about, the, he doesn't talk about the team much, about this running back or that running back. He stays away from that. He just, he just doesn't talk about the wide outs or anything. He just doesn't talk about the team. I don't think. Who uh who will be ready to play in this Tennessee Missouri game? Is Missouri gonna have a hard time getting back off the map? The line is one in this game. Yeah, I think Missouri's probably beat up some some Missouri's good quarterbacks could. Tennessee scores in so many different ways. You have to get ready to pass and run now and Tennessee's playing better defensively. Uh things at Missouri and and uh I don't know. Missouri, Missouri, the Missouri people are excited about their team and therefore they'll have a, 
a home field advantage to some degree. Um, it, it, you know, and Missouri stayed right in there with Georgia. Boy, I watched with my three eyes. I watched that, that game. I, they were they they played hard, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who wins. I'd say Tennessee might might squeak by Georgia's Georgia. Georgia's going to prepare so well against Ole Miss, they're going to beat Ole Miss. Yeah, Kirby will have them ready. They'll have them ready. They'll, they'll be knocking the walls down to get out of there uh, <laughs> to get to uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, it's like Lane Kiffin um, um, and Jimbo is kind of a frosty little relationship. There. Oh, yeah, it's frosty, very frosty. Yeah, so they don't have dinner together at Destin when they go down there. All right, uh, we're gonna take this break, come back, and we're gonna wrap up the show, Noah, and then we're gonna slide out of the way yeah. and get ready for the Gary Harris. You had mentioned show. the blue plate. The blue plate. Well, the blue plate's tomorrow, right? I know it. I, yeah. it, it ain't easy. Yeah, it's easy. I've already given you the. Oh, plate. you gave me Aubrey. I'm not doing that. Uh, he don't want to copy off my paper, Noah. Well, I don't mind copying off your paper, but no, that's I, all right. I, I don't. You get your own paper. I was, that's going to be mine. All right, we'll take this break. Open up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. You're going to say, "I told you." If I lose, that's right. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, good news. Traffic is really eased around town. We still got some minor congestion on McFarland, near Watermelon, and Northport, and again on Hargrove. But if you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns and Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Christian Miller here of the Miller's Edge. And join us tomorrow, Wednesday, as we rush around the SEC, talk a little bit about the Alabama-Kentucky matchup this weekend, and take your calls right here on the Miller's Edge. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Yeah! When you wake up. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm and dry day today, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 82. Tonight, fair with a low at 59. Tomorrow, clouds gradually increasing the chance of a few showers by tomorrow night. The high tomorrow at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. Look forward to visiting with Mike Brown on Friday about all the great things going on out at Alabama when they're growing, they're merging and he'll, uh, talk about some of those things with us on Friday. If you go to the website, uh, if you're looking for uh, that credit card, you need the car loan, you need a mortgage, you get all the process started right there at the website, www.alabama1.org. 
Org. Coach Saban will meet with the media today. We'll have some of that uh, tomorrow. The Blue Plate Special will be tomorrow. JC will join us tomorrow. And uh, that Friday morning, uh, 7.30, Coach Nate Oates, um, they take on Indiana State. Uh, that night we'll have Coach Oates on uh, at 7.30. Um, they're going to sign a couple of guys today uh, out of California, actually. So uh looks like they're... Uh, continue to recruit well there. Uh, people are talking about the rotation and all that, but that's kind of why you play these games, these home games here, uh, to kind of settle in on what your rotation is going to be. You maybe can play more guys, but, uh, Indiana State's a, I think a pretty good basketball team that comes in and, uh, should be a great crowd out there on Friday night. Just your thoughts about where, what Alabama's doing so far. Well, like, um, they've, they've, undoubtedly recruited players that a lot of people were after so it means they were good players so they've gotten two now uh and their team is a, a lot of young guys but uh i think they've got uh got skill um trying to figure out exactly how the you know at practice and these four games i think these four games are good for them um because they'll they'll have a they have a halfway feel now i think if star is going to start and sears is going to start i can tell you that and the big guy inside, uh, what's his name? Nelson. Gonna Nelson. Yeah. He's going to start. There's three of them going to start right there. Pringle, uh, I don't know. Um, um, but uh, those three will be starters, and, and regardless of what happens, really. Uh, probably uh, Riley and Griffin will probably. probably yeah, Riley and Griffin is. Uh, he, he's a good. He's a good player. I, I, I don't know. He's a good player. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, you know, he's a good size guard. Uh, he's got good length. Uh, should be good defensively and, uh, he can knock, he can knock in some shots. All right. We got about two minutes here. So let's get to the, uh, Alabama one hotline and get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Cowboy. How you doing, Barry? I just drove past right now the World Series champion Texas Rangers stadium. Oh boy. <laughs> you signed, I heard he signed with Auburn. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Cowboy. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, how was the parade? How was, how was the parade out there? Oh, it was pretty good. They said they had five hundred thousand or so out here in Austin for it. It was uh, it was quite the celebration. I watched the uh, replay of it uh, last night on Valley Sports. It, it was pretty neat. Chuck Morgan, the PA announcer for the Texas Rangers, son played baseball at Alabama. Really. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forget. He was a catcher back in the uh, Cowboy. All right, let me ask you this: How crazy will it be out in Texas with the talk shows and all if somehow Texas runs the table, Alabama runs the table, and Alabama jumps Texas, jumps into the playoff, and Texas is on the outside sitting, looking in? How mad will the radio shows and the people be in? Austin, Texas, and throughout the state over there. Oh, they'll they'll be living in Austin, Dallas. They don't talk the Longhorns as much because uh, we only have one big local show, the ticket and the fan. But they lost uh, ESPN Radio. They talk more professional sports on the radio in the Dallas area than they do college. I mean, they have some college segments, but it's not as it's not as um, rapid as it is in Birmingham, Alabama, or Tuscaloosa. Yeah. You know, the, it, it, the numbers jock. 
busted them up on another show. But nationwide, for college football talk, they they really uh, uh, are, have great numbers. You know? Yeah, yeah. But um, it, they, they'll be upset, but some of them kind of said, we don't know if we can beat you again. Yeah, well, they did it once, and they shouldn't have to do it again. So, Cowboys. It might, have, it might, yeah, it might be the one that really counted. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Cowboy. All right. All right. Thanks. That's it for today's all show. Right. We're going to get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris show. So keep it locked in here all day long for local live sports. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.